Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, Sean Gaby here with the Supernatural Leadership Podcast, talking about the difference between principle-led leadership and presence-led leadership. We all have a leader within. Why not make that leader a little more supernatural? Enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast episode. My name is Sean Gaby, your host. Thank you so much for stopping by. Don't forget to rate, review, and if you haven't already, subscribe and share this with your leadership friends. Remember, we believe that everyone has a leader within, and so our hope is to help that leader become a little more supernatural. So thank you so much for being part of this family, and please let us know how these episodes are impacting your supernatural leadership journey. And if you haven't already, sign up for our Supernatural Leadership School, supernaturalleadership.com. It's always in the description. We'd love to have you as a part of that journey. Today, we have a special guest with us. His name is Joshua Gills, and he is an apostle, prophet, and sought-after conference speaker. He has traveled to more than 30 nations in Africa, Europe, and the Middle East. He is the lead pastor and founder of Kingdom Embassy Worship Center in Minneapolis, and he has a unique ministry to the church, governments, and the marketplace. The Spirit of the Lord has given Joshua prophetic insight and foresight as he ministers with accuracy and precision. He has been called on by government officials, dignitaries, national leaders, business leaders, and the like, seeking counsel to hear the word of the Lord. Joshua has a double bachelor's degree in business management and psychology and a master's degree in theological studies. He has devoted his time to helping Christian entrepreneurs, and he has a great desire to help others succeed in what God has called them to do. Welcome, Joshua. How you doing? Thank you so much, Sean, for having me. I'm excited to be here, and you almost got my name right. It's Giles, so very Giles, close. <laughs> you know what? I thought about asking you before... And forgive me, even while I was reading your bio, I'm like, I hope I said that right. It's Giles. So forgive me, everyone. You know what? People always call me Gabby. Okay. You know, and I always correct them. So I'm glad you corrected me. So Joshua Giles, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much uh, for, again, for having me here. And I'm just excited. So I'm I'm excited about this conversation. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Tell us a little bit about your supernatural leadership journey. Like I'm assuming you weren't always just, you know, swimming in the supernatural. Maybe you were from the from the moment you got out of the womb. But tell us, tell us sort of a little bit of your journey of how the supernatural touched down on your leadership. Well, that's such a great question. You know, I grew up in a church where my parents were both pastors. They were ministers. And so I was around, you know, the word, around teaching. But, you know, I didn't have that strong connection or relationship with the Lord. What I did know is that I would have these experiences where there would be dreams or things that I would see, and I didn't realize what it was for me as a kid growing up. I was seeing in the spiritual realm, and so it took my mother, uh, who had that same gift, uh, to start explaining to me because I would have dreams, and then the things would happen You know, wow. the, next, the next week, and so I would wow. be like, what is this? And so over time, my relationship became stronger with Jesus uh, in my teenage years, where 
I had this encounter where the Lord visited me uh, in my room and began to speak to me. And he told me that one day I would travel around the world. I would preach the gospel. And this was such a um, encounter that I wasn't expecting. You know, I didn't think that my life would go that way. But whenever you have one of those encounters with the Lord, you know, it's him. And from that moment forward, my life was completely changed. And, um, you know, I really just pursued the things of God with my whole heart and uh, went into ministry. And so I've been doing uh, public prophetic ministry for over 18 years now. That's awesome. I love that. I love hearing about you know, when people are younger having encounters with God and those being contributing factors to why they are who they are today. I know it's, I have four kids and every night my prayer for them, it's, it's actually part of every prayer I pray for them is that they would have an encounter yes. and a consistent one so that it would become those, you know, those little moments along their journey that takes them into a momentum of encounter yeah. and a lifestyle of it when they're older and you know, doing whatever they're called to do. So I love hearing that. So you really, when you were younger, this began, and I'm assuming it increased over time. I mean, as you grow in your relationship with God, especially when it comes to the voice of God, I mean, everything that we are about in this podcast, everything that I'm about, even how our whole ministry was born was based on teaching and training people in recognizing the voice of God, because this is really the core of supernatural leadership. You do not have supernatural leadership and at least in a kingdom way, if you do not recognize right. the one who is super <laughs> right. and who touches your natural. So, you know, we, we, we believe this, we teach this. I have tons of episodes on here where it's just me teaching on the prophetic and even my leadership school, the same thing. And so I love that you're about that. And you wrote a, a book relatively recently, and it's called Prophetic Forecast, Insights for Navigating the Future to Align with Heaven's Agenda. Tell yes. us about what that book's about, and uh, let's get into some good discussion. Um, you know, this book was kind of birthed out of my experience and, and my whole journey um, with coming into a deeper relationship with the Father. And then also that journey of the prophetic, you know, Eve, you, you mentioned early on uh, about uh, you had to grow in the prophetic. And that's what happened for me. Um, the Lord was really on me early on about making sure that I had a good uh foundation for the character of God in my life. Wow. And so he was more concerned about my character than my gift. And so even though I would hear the voice of the Lord, I wasn't given a public platform. I was not given a microphone. Um, the Lord was saying, you know, I'm dealing with pride in you. You know, I'm making yeah. sure that you're aligned with my purpose in my heart. And so I went through ups and downs with that, where I went through a period where I said, you know what, I don't want anything to do with ministry. Um, I'm going to run from this and I'm going into business. And so um, I ran and went to uh, college to get a business degree and not knowing that it was all a part of God's plan for my life. I ended up running into God thinking that I'm running away from him, wow. not knowing that he was pushing me in leadership. And he wanted me to go into entrepreneurship. And it was the merging of entrepreneurship, leadership, and the prophetic ministry that he had placed in me. And so a lot of that is, is in this book. Uh, when I wrote this book, it came out of a prophecy 
that the Lord gave me back in 2015. So I was standing in my church. It was a few hundred people there uh, live. And I just began to prophesy what I heard. I saw a virus that would come into the world that uh, doctors had never seen before. And the Lord said to me at the time, it would be so rare that they would confuse it at first and say, well, is it the flu? Is it something else? But the Lord showed me that this virus would come out of a lab. And you know, I was sharing it then back in 2015. Um, of course, there was no sign of COVID or any of these things. And so I remember wow. people in the audience kind of looking at me saying, okay, what is this? This sounds kind of far-fetched. Um, but of course, when those things begin to happen, many of those people had uh, pieces and recordings of it and begin to let me know this is what's happening now. And wow. so this book details um, what the Lord showed me for the next uh, decade in the world, uh, the chaos that we're going to see, but more importantly, how we navigate those things with spiritual insight and being led of the spirit. So we don't have to panic. We don't have to be fearful. Uh, we're yeah. going to bring in, I believe, the next great move of God in the earth. Wow. When, when God gave you that word about the virus did he give you how long it was going to last <laughs> um you know that was one of the questions that came up or how, how long it's going to last in canada anyways <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the questions that i kept getting back then and i knew based on what the holy spirit showed me that there was an agenda behind it and that's what he actually said to me when i saw that it would come out of a lab he said there's an agenda that uh, certain elite groups have in the world and they're going to use this for their benefit and uh, that's what I believe has been going on in America and Canada in the nations. And so we can expect uh, more uh, pushback from the world uh, as we see these things continue. Wow. And so you're saying, are you saying that this prophecy from 2000, you said 15, right? Yes. This was sort of a motivating factor in you writing this book, Prophetic Forecast? Was this sort of the core motivator or were there other things that kind of motiv motivated you to write this book. Cause I know often like for me, when I get like a really heavy word, you know, I can get like 20 words, but then there's that right. one word that really like kickstarts something in me that makes me want to do something more with it. Is that kind of what happened for you? Well, there were other motivators as well, but the okay. book actually starts with those prophecies transcribed uh, okay. there. And so after that word, the Lord started downloading global words to me. Um, and I had heard national words or global words before, but it was nothing like what the Lord started sharing with me from that point forward. And so there's so much more to this than just COVID. It goes into uh, prophetic words about the economy and how we manage and navigate that, uh, technology, uh, the persecution of the church. But that was the Kickstarter uh, for this book. Okay, so give us, like, let us into some of the other words that we're going to find in this book. And we want to encourage, of course, all the listeners out there to buy your book um, and get into it a little bit, but give us, bring us into it a little bit, like share, share some stories, share, share some other words that you've had, or if you want to stay on the COVID one, whatever you, you want to talk about. And then we'll just kind of go back and forth and just see what the Lord has for this episode. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit uh, shared several things with me. One of them that I found so interesting, and of course, uh, this was uh, pre-2020, but he spoke specifically to me about the year 2020 and the new decade that we were coming in. Uh, so every year I do a New Year's Eve celebration service where 
we bring, you know, the church together and the community comes and we pray, we praise and worship. And then typically it's one of those exciting words about the next year. So in 2019, uh, we were, of course, preparing for 2020 and we're gathering and everybody's singing, you know, these upbeat songs and we're praising. And when I got up, uh, it was like this uh, solemn feeling that came into the room where every uh, all of the celebration that we had, it's like the air was kind of sucked out of the room. And it was a sobering word for me. And the Lord said to me, then prepare the people for this new decade and for 2020. And he said to me at that time, and this is recorded, so we've shared it publicly, but he said that we were going to see um, an economic crash in the nation's uh, like we had never seen before, um, and that many would lose money. But the Lord said this to me, out of this period, um, we would see a rebirth within the church and within the world. We would see a rebirth of technology like we've never seen before. We were going to see a resurgence come, and there would be new uh, leaders that would be birthed. I saw at the time uh, those that were leading some of the top companies uh, abruptly come down and the Lord place new people in key positions. And so I, I detailed this within the book and some of these things we've, we've started to see, but I believe there's so much more that's going to come out of it. So I got excited about the, the boom in technology uh, and of course the resurgence that will come because some people are panicking now because they're saying, you know, man, my investments are going down. You know, I invested in the market and I'm one that invests, you know, I've invested in the stock market, in cryptocurrency and all of those things, but- It's all you know, down right now. And it's all down. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's completely down. But you know what? When you have a word from the Lord, uh, you, you really understand that you are not bound by earth's economy. You live under heaven's economy. And the Lord can give you innovation, strategies, and wisdom to navigate it just like he gave Joseph during a time of famine. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Did, like when you got that word about the economic crash at the end of 2019, um, did you, did you see it as like the next decade we were going to be in sort of a state of down or did you see that as the 2020 crash that happened where it bounced relatively quick right after and a lot of people made a lot of money, especially in the stock right. market. Right. And I was watching it closely and uh, I had a lot of friends of mine that made quite a bit of money in that space of just like three to six months. Right. So are you talking about that crash or did you sense that it was like that wasn't over, that we were going to go into another one? No, that um, wasn't over uh, for sure. Um, that that was not it. I think that was kind of a, a precursor crash. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I saw more over a period of a few years, actually. Uh, and then the Lord spoke to me about this decade being a decade of shortages in the world. And so, you know, I've been since interviewed by CBN News and some of your news outlets saying, we've read your book and the stuff that you wrote in here, it's happening right now. So tell us about it, which is so interesting to me it's because amazing. I think it's awesome when even secular news, of course, Christian news, but when the news begins to call on uh, prophetic ministries, you know, and I believe we're going to see that happen more and more where those that have been raised up in the body of Christ that are true believers have not compromised we're going to be called on to uh, speak into secular media. And, you know, we see it in, in biblical times where the government 
used to call on the church, you know, should we go into war? Should we do this? And of course, it seems for many that those days are long gone, but I believe we're going to see a resurgence of that once again. And, you know, Sean, I've experienced it on a few different occasions. I remember one time I was uh, called to go to another country and I've traveled to several. And when I got there, I was so jet lagged, honestly, because the flight was long. I ran into someone that I had ministered to 10 years before. Hadn't seen them in that period of time. And they said to me, I've been carrying your prophecy in my Bible written down and everything that the Lord gave you, it's happened for me. And they said, I know why you're here. I'm supposed to bring you to the government, to the parliament for you to release uh, prophetic words to the leaders of the nation. And I was thinking, I was jet lagged, Sean. So I was kind of out of it. And I was like, okay, sure, you know, whatever, I'll go. But I didn't realize the magnitude of what was happening. Uh, I was there for a completely different thing, but the Lord had me on a prophetic assignment that I wasn't, you know, naturally prepared for. And so the next day they brought me to the parliament and in the car on the way there, you know, I had one of my team members with me, a family member, and I'm saying, to them, you know, well, did the Lord give you anything? And they turned to me and said, no. And then they asked me, well, did God speak anything to you? I said, no. So, you know, we're in this car ride and I'm supposed to be releasing some kind of word to the government. And I've heard nothing on the way there. And I prayed and I'm it's saying- how it always is, eh? It's kind of how it always is. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That's the best times because that means it's not influenced by your mind. It's not influenced by flesh. It is just strictly supernatural. It's it's the Holy Spirit speaking through you. And so finally, when we get there, they bring out this, um, you know, this dinner and I'm sitting there talking and they wanted to have conversation. And I'm thinking, okay, Holy Spirit, anytime now, you can just kick in at any moment. And it's like God to wait until the last minute. And so towards the end of the dinner, here is the spirit of prophecy that just drops on me. And the Lord begins to speak key words for their nation, what they were going to see. I saw their nation coming into a period of shaking where a key leader was going to suddenly come down in the nation. So I'm sharing this stuff, not translating it through my mind, because if I had processed it, I probably wouldn't have shared what I was saying. And so I finish, and this leader is actually shaking under the power of God. Um, They were not a Christian. They were not a believer, um, but they're shaking under the power of God, and they didn't even understand what it was happening to them. So I'm trying to explain to them um, the encounter that they're experiencing. Within a week, by the time I got back to my country, everything that the Lord had shared happened within days, it hit the uh, newspapers in their nation. And so they called me saying, what did you do? Can you send more blessings? Whatever you just did, can you do it again? (laughs) And so I was explaining to them, this is, you know, the spirit of God, when he releases a word like that, whether it's in a nation or in a community or just to one individual, it has the ability to completely change the direction of your life. And so that's been my experience. Yeah, that's amazing. Hey, everyone, before we continue on with this interview, I have some exciting news to share with you. The Supernatural Leadership School is now live. The platform has been launched with our very first e-course called the Voice of God module. I would encourage you head over to SupernaturalLeadership.com and sign up today and begin a brand new Supernatural Leadership journey. Uh, I love those spontaneous interrupting type moments where 
you thought you were on one assignment and God had multiple assignments for you. And, oh yeah. Uh, th- those that makes relationship with God fun. I don't think there's anything more fun in our relationship with God than the voice of God surprising us, leading us, guiding us because he's always saying and doing stuff that we don't expect. And I love that part of him. I think if we, if we didn't have our relational God who speaks to us, it would be religion. Right. When, let me rephrase that. When we don't have a relationship with God that includes his voice, we have religion. Right. We have this iconic disconnected figure named Jesus who chooses to just ask everything from us, but yet not lead us to give him everything that we are called to give him. And so I think this is so powerful. And, you know, we talk a lot about the prophetic on this podcast, a lot about the voice of God. My whole school is about this so far. And I know, and I teach this, and I know you would probably too, there are many different levels of the prophetic. And, right. you know, we know John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. So if you are a sheep of the shepherd, Jesus, then the problem is never about hearing the voice of God. It's always about recognizing the voice of God. Just like Samuel, he was hearing something in his pre-prophet youth days, but wasn't recognizing the voice he was hearing. And so this is part of growing up in God is that we don't just, we don't learn to hear the voice of God. We learn to recognize the voice that we've always been hearing because what kind of a God would he be or a father would he be that doesn't speak to his kids? It's like, I just stop speaking to my kids. You know, that doesn't make any sense. No, I'm always speaking to my kids, but sometimes my kids aren't paying attention. My kids aren't recognizing the nuances, the tone with which I'm using to speak to my kids. And so this is part of the journey of unraveling the voice of God. But we we have that piece where we all hear the voice of God. We can all recognize the voice of God. Then we have this other level which I would call the gift of prophecy. Yes. And in the gift of prophecy, we have correction. We have direction. We have real directive things. We have things that um, are future, future oriented. This is not just simple. I hear the voice of God to encourage. We can all prophesy one by one. So all may be encouraged. This is like, I'm accessing the revelatory realm. Yeah. I'm seeing into the future. This is why there can also be abuse because you can operate in the gift disconnected from relationship with God and she's connected from the highest aim, which is love. And right. then we get into trouble. But ultimately when you're operating in this, I mean, I would say this, you're operating in the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. And so talk to us a little bit about your journey with going from sort of the inspirational side of prophecy, encouraging people, strengthening people, comforting people with, with this ability to recognize the voice of God into more revelatory oriented um, prophetic um, stuff. Give yeah. us, like, bring us into your journey and how you try to transition. I don't want to say graduated because it doesn't, but in a sense, graduated like from that level to this level. Like, what was your what was your journey like? Yeah, that's so good. I'm I'm loving this conversation because you know what you teach is is very similar to what I teach at my church as well. And um, there's so many different uh, aspects of the prophetic. There is the spirit of prophecy, as you mentioned, the gift of prophecy, and then the office of a prophet. And all of them have slightly different uh, functions, or they operate differently. Um, but sorry, my sorry to pause you. I literally just recorded a session with all those 
Did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all those pieces, you know, all those pieces. Yeah. The office of the prophet, the spirit of prophecy, literally yes. all those pieces. Anyways, keep going. I love that. You know, you, I, I've studied the prophetic as well so much. And, you know, one of the reasons why I think prophetic ministry is so important uh, is because of Revelation 19.10. It yeah. says the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So when we flow in the prophetic, when we hear the voice of God and release his voice, it should testify of Christ. It speaks to the fact that he is alive, that he is active in the earth. And so that's why it's so important. But my journey uh, was uh, probably similar to so many others. I started out, uh, like I said, young, and I could not hear the voice of God. And I would have uh, so many people uh, prophesy over me and confirm uh, what I knew that I would do, but they would say, you're going to travel and speak and prophesy and the Lord's going to use you like this. And it became so frustrating to me for a few years because I loved the Lord. I read the word. I was there in church every week, but I said, Lord, you know, what is wrong? Because uh, for whatever reason, I cannot hear you. And this is frustrating. I fasted, I prayed. And what I didn't know is exactly what you said. Um, I had been hearing the Lord communicate to me in different ways uh, for some time, but I didn't know it. And so at that time, I would be on our music ministry, our praise and worship. And so I was singing the word of the Lord and didn't know it. Um, wow. He would give me words, but I didn't know that was prophecy. And I would sing them to people. And so would, you, would you say like, like looking at like the Old Testament uh, office, would you say that like the Navi, the 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 bubbling yeah. up is how you you kind of yeah. flow versus yeah, seeing it, seeing as a right? Seer. It was it was the bubbling up. It yeah. was that Navi where it just kind of gushes out of your spirit, yeah. and before you know it, you've released it, and it was through song and even through encouragement. Um, but I would still walk away if someone asked me, "Well, did you hear the voice of God?" I would be like, "No, God doesn't really speak to me like that." I was just singing. You know, and it, it took me years to really understand that he was speaking the whole time. And I went on this journey uh, where, you know, I said, Lord, I'm not leaving this room. I'm not going to eat. I'm not doing anything until I know that you've spoken to my heart. And I remember when when I did begin to hear the voice of the Lord, where I recognized it. The Lord didn't speak to me about any of the things I thought he would. You know, I thought he's going to tell me about this person or that, or he's going to speak about my future. He began to speak to me about me and uh, what was going wrong in my heart and what I needed to uh, fix within. And I was kind of shocked thinking, okay. And then when I did hear he kept speaking and he took me into the written word and I could see um, the scriptures uh, confirming and agreeing with what the Holy Spirit was sharing with me. And so what I what I learned then is that when it comes to the voice of God, I used to pray, Lord, speak to me, tell me something, you, you know, just whatever it is. And Jesus says it this way. He that has an ear, let him hear. And so he, he began to share with me, it's not that I'm not speaking to you, you don't have an ear to hear. And so my prayer shifted from Lord speak to God, give me an ear because you're already speaking, but I don't understand that frequency that you're speaking on, yeah. or I'm not in tune with that level. And so it kind of graduated from there uh, for me where uh, he just became so real to me personally, and uh, his voice is something that I cherish. And no matter how many times I've heard the Lord speak to me, it's always like hearing him the first time. 
You know, I'm just as amazed as anyone else, especially as a prophet, when you're ministering to someone and they're amazed that you're hearing the voice of God and it's confirming what's going on for them. I'm just as amazed because it's so supernatural. There's no way other than by the Holy Spirit that we should be able to know portions of the future or to have those key words of knowledge about someone's life uh, where there's no natural means that we should know that. And so it started that way for me. And then as I continued on in my relationship with the Lord through worship and prayer, I remember in my times of intercession, the Lord started speaking to me about America. And I thought it was so odd. I'm thinking, okay, what do I do with this? You know, I'm hearing you tell me what's coming in the country or in the government. And I thought it was strange, but what was happening for me, Sean, is the Lord was shifting my ministry from a house prophet at the time to uh, more of a governmental prophet. And I didn't understand the shift that was happening. And so I was used to, at a certain point, getting up in my church as they would allow me to and releasing encouraging words and whatever the Lord would say to me for the house, that was the scope of what I could hear and see. And when the shift started happening, you know, I was uh, kind of lost in the transition saying, God, what do I do? So I would pray for the nation, you know, but I would write the words down and do nothing with them. It took uh, certain leaders that were seasoned that, you know, had gone through that and, you know, were operating in their gift, their anointing, their calling to begin to pull me aside and mentor me. And that's why, you know, I think mentorship is so important. Huge. We cannot do it alone. Yeah. We need the, the generation before us to help guide us and lead the way. And so these were prophets and leaders that were, you know, in ministry for 40 years, you know, 50 years that saw me as a young prophet and pulled me in and yeah. said, okay, I wanna pour into you. I see this transition happening and let me speak to what's going on. And they helped to provide that clarity and that insight and correction, might I add, because there, yeah. you know, there were times where, you know, you, you're so zealous, you know, with this word, and I thank God for those leaders because they would tell me, no, sit down and hold that. You know, that's not, it's not the time for that. Timing. And I, I didn't understand it then, but I get it now because uh, those principles that they taught were so important uh, for my character, for my growth, and also for the prophetic ministry that I operate in now. That's so good. I mean, as you know, you've been around for a while in this, especially when it comes to supernatural stuff, we definitely need accountability we need yes the wise counsel in our life i mean part of discerning the voice of god is also through people because you know other people will have a witness and like you say there are some things that aren't for now there are some things that are to be kept there are some things that are to be prayed through there are some things that are to be released. Not everything that you get from God, man, if I released everything I got from God, it'd be disastrous. Right. right. Uh, and you too. I mean, it, it, not everything is to be shared. Yeah. Um, some of them are pearls for you that yeah. you aren't supposed to share. And if you do, oh. you'll probably regret it very quickly after. Oh, but yeah. you said that you said so much in the last several minutes to unpack. And man, we could go on and on about this because you, you mentioned the word frequency. And I think this is huge because you you were probably desiring for God to speak to you. And I'm going to use the word frequency. Um, and if people are offended by that word, it's not a new age word. It's just a way of describing 
the right. different type or different tone that God may be using, just right. like in music, right? Um, but but you mentioned this, and you 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 know you you probably would have asked God, God, like speak to me in a vision, speak to me in a dream, and yet God had been speaking to you the whole time in song, and you didn't know it. Yeah, and this is often how it is, like. And I like yourself, I've mentored so many people in this process. And I think one of the most dangerous things that we can ask of God is for God to do something a certain way. Yes. Because yes. usually that's the breeding ground for disappointment. That's so right. God doesn't do it the way we want to do it. God may ha maybe God didn't do it at all. He didn't do anything. That means because we were pigeonholed in our perspective. We were only looking for God to do it one way. Yeah. And this is, this was the issue with the religious, right? They, they were believing, waiting for Jesus to come, waiting for the Messiah to come. They had a pigeonholed expectation of how it would be, how he would look, what he would do, how he'd fix all their problems. He did not come the way that they thought he was going to come. That's and right. Jesus' rebuke to him, it's kind of, you said it, it's all of us have lived it. It's like, you're hearing, but you're not hearing. You're seeing, but you're not hear seeing. Yeah. It's like, and this is a lot of believers. We're hearing the voice of God but we're not really hearing. I would just change it to recognizing you're yes. seeing the Messiah in front of you, but you're not really seeing spiritually. You're not discerning spiritually. And this is the challenge with the voice of God. We need to learn his frequency. Like I love that verse in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. That word voice, one of the definitions is tone, yeah. sound, my, yeah. my sheep hear. And even that word here is where we get the English word acoustics from. If mm -hmm. we can develop an acoustically treated internal environment, we're going to be able to distinguish the different frequencies. It's like going to a symphony. And, you, you know, if you're in a good environment, you can actually distinguish all the amazing tones from all the different stringed instruments. But you put that same symphony in a bad acoustically treated environment, it's going to sound messy. It's going to sound right. confusing, confusing. You won't be able to distinguish the beautiful sound. Well, the book of revelation talks about the voice of God being like a symphony of yeah. harpists yes. or, or, or even John says it's like a mighty rushing waterfall. And if you, if you measure with an oscilloscope, a waterfall, it's the only thing that goes off the charts on both the upper side, the downside of frequency. There are mm -hmm. sounds that you can't hear. There are tones and frequencies that you can't hear in the waterfall. And his voice is likened to a waterfall. And there's over 20,000 tones in a waterfall. So imagine the voice of God. It's like learning how to discern between all the different tones of his voice. This is a lifelong process, but I just want to bring it back to this. Like you were already recognizing the voice of God, but you didn't know, or you were already hearing, but you didn't know because he was right. doing it in a way that was just so familiar and probably easy yeah. for you. Yeah. And this is hopefully sets a lot of people free. Like I bet you a lot of the listeners out there right now, they've been hearing and recognizing the voice of God. 20 years, 30 years, but they've been asking for God to speak to them in a way that maybe he's not going to speak to them right now. Right. He wants them to stop and, and, and observe the fact that this whole time he had, he has already been speaking to them. And hopefully that liberates somebody out there listening. And even just from what you just said, there was so much to unpack. We could do like three parts of this and get into like some really awesome teaching moments, but, yeah. um, how, how give us a little bit of an activation on how we can position ourselves. Some people out there are thinking, man, like I would love to get real specific words for my business, real specific words for my 
career, specific words for my family, the future. You know, who doesn't want to know the future? We all want to know the future. I'm right. sure some people don't want to know the future. <laughs> uh, but, but like, give us an activation or how, how can we position ourselves in this next season, whether it be 30 days, seven days, you know, three months, six months. What would you say to the listeners out there to position themselves like you have to really see and hear a little more deeper? Well, you know, like you said, I wish we had more time to go into like a part two and part three, because you said so much that's like got my spirit leaping over here. So I'm excited just to hear more of what God's been sharing with you, too. But um, one of the things that I would encourage people to do is to clear their minds when you go in uh, to prayer uh, and into that secret place with the Lord. Just clear your mind of what you want, of what you want him to say. Because it's impossible to really receive from the Holy Spirit when you're going in with what you want him to say. And so you can clear your mind by just, um, you know, getting all of that stuff out of your heart saying, okay, Lord, I'm giving you permission to tell me whatever you want. And I would encourage you to bring, you know, maybe a notepad, a pen in. I would say an iPad or something like that, but it gets too distracting at times when, you know, you're pulling up your phone the pathways in the brain are going to go right back to Facebook and Instagram. ADD, baby. (laughs) Exactly. So if you could bring in a notepad and a pen and just after you prayed and worshiped the Lord, just sit in the presence of God. You know, I would pray all the time and then get up and leave. And the Lord just kind of pulled me in one time and said, this is two-way communication. You know, not only are you speaking to me, I desire to speak to you. And that's what I think people need to know is that the Holy Spirit desires to download his word into your heart. He wants to share with you. So if you go in with a clear mind and spirit, and after you prayed and worshiped the Lord, just sit in the presence of God, take your notebook, whatever uh, he tells you, whether it's through uh, something you perceive, something may come into your heart, just write it down. Uh, it's important to document what the Lord says. Uh, there are times that the Lord is speaking to some of you, and because it's coming to you in the form of thoughts, you think that it's not the voice of the Lord because it just sounds like a loud thought to you. But the Bible says this in Jeremiah 29 and 11. He says, I know the plans I have for you. One translation says, I know the thoughts. I think toward you, not about you, but toward you, meaning that God is sending thoughts from heaven to your mind Mm -hmm. and the voice of God may come that way. And then the last thing that I would just encourage uh, the listeners on is uh, when we look at the story of Elijah, Elijah went through a period where he heard the voice of God in the fire in the earthquake, in the wind that would come by. That was the familiar way that he heard the voice of the Lord. But when his life came into a shift or a transition period, the frequency changed. Uh, and I, I teach, yes, so I teach you on frequency all the time and I love what you were sharing. Uh, and I noted, noticed this, that many times when there is a transition period in the body of Christ, when there is a transition period in the world, the Holy Spirit will shift the frequency or sound in the spirit. And so those prophets that stay or just believers that stay in low level frequencies will begin to prophesy out of their soul, their heart, what they want, what they desire, and they'll miss God because they miss the shift in tone. And so Elijah almost missed him. 
And he ran away into the wilderness, into the desert. And the Lord didn't come. It says he searched for him in the earthquake, but God wasn't there. He searched in the wind, but God wasn't in the wind, but a still small voice or whisper. And when God whispered to him, he said to him, if we really read it, he said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Go back to where you came from. You've been running from Jezebel. Go back and anoint this one and do this and do that. And so I love that. And so I encourage you with this activation. When you sit in the presence of God, after you prayed and worshiped, just listen, take your pen and paper and write. Whatever the Lord speaks to you, write it down, believe it, and then move on whatever he says. I love that. I love that. Real quick, give us 30-second explanation of how you clear your mind. Yeah. Uh, For me, what I have to do is uh, make sure that I read the word. So I get the word in my in my spirit and I start rehearsing the written word of God. So I'll go from whatever scripture that I need in my spirit at that moment. Uh, Sometimes the Holy Spirit will literally lead me to a scripture. But then there are times where uh, I've learned that you just feed in the area of your need. So if you're lacking joy, find a scripture on joy. And so I rehearse the word because it's impossible to hold another thought in your mind when you're declaring the word of the Lord. So the more you speak his word, the more you declare it, it really clears my heart and mind so that I can come into the presence of God, just open to what he wants and not what I want. That's awesome. I've also heard, I have this friend of mine who always would say this, he would go the beginning of his prayer time. It was just him and God. He would take a piece of paper out and he would write every little thing that was in his mind down. So I got to get the groceries today at 2 p.m. I got to pick up the kids. I got to all the things that are like sort of in the mind. He would just write them out. Yeah. Get them out or all things that maybe he has to do that he hasn't done yet. Like book an appointment with so-and-so call so-and-so Yeah, write this email, do this, this chore, whatever. He would get it all out on the paper. So when he'd go into this place of just focus, those things, he wasn't afraid of forgetting those things and they were right. kind of at the forefront of his focus. And so I think I love that. I love what you said and, and, you know, and rehearsing the word going in, if you don't have joy, you know, meditating yeah. on, uh, on a verse that's, that's all about joy, just going into that place. I love that. There's so many different ways that we can clear our mind and, and those that are listening may have to find their way that works for them. Yeah. You know, I think every way has an ability to work at some level um, but, uh, I think for some of us, even, even time, like some people just aren't morning people and they can't do it in the morning and they feel condemnation about it. Like I get up and I can't even think, you know, Yeah. and, uh, maybe it's afternoon. I was just reading a book recently where this one guy saying that his, his God time is at 1 PM every day, yeah. 1 PM. Yeah. I'd like, ah, oh, it's interesting. 1 PM. What an, what an yeah. odd time, you know? And so I think everybody has a different sort of, you know, grace and space that they need to occupy. But as long as you occupy, as long as you find that space, yes. you're going to win. And so, man, so how do we get like, so there, you know, if, if you, if those that are listening, you want to buy, you want to figure out what is God saying for the next 10 years, you got to get this book, prophetic forecast insights for navigating the future to align with heaven's agenda. How do we get your book? How do we connect with you? Well, this book will deal with the next 10 years and beyond. 
Uh, and uh, you can go to anywhere books are sold. So it's globally distributed. You can get it from Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's actually been a bestseller on Barnes and Noble, Amazon, and uh, USA Today in, in America. So it really crossed over into the secular world. Come I'm on. starting to get awesome. reports from people that are not Christians that are picking up this book. And the thing that I love about it is it's pointing people to Jesus throughout all of the chapters. And so it's really it. an evangelistic tool but you can get it anywhere you buy books. Again, it's called Prophetic Forecast. My name is Joshua Giles. So uh, search it and, and get it there. Awesome. We'll also put it in the description too as well. And we'll get also put your website in the description. So if you want to connect with Joshua, get his book. All the info will be in the description in this episode. Joshua, thank you so much for coming on this podcast with me. And uh, we'd love to have you back again. We could totally dive into more of some of the stuff that we barely scratch the surface of but i know both of us would love to probably ping pong and conversation back and forth so thank you so much for coming on we'll definitely have you on again and once again thank you to all the listeners out there another episode of the supernatural leadership podcast remember everyone has a leader within so why not make that leader a little more supernatural until next time thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you soon if this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost, and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.